You have found Behind the Lines presented by BetMGM for Week 10 in the National Football League. My name is Stephen Andrus, joined each and every week on this show by the trading manager over at BetMGM, Christian Cipollini. In this episode, we will look back at the week that was betting in Week 9 in the NFL, the biggest public wins, the biggest public losses. We will also look ahead to the early week lines, spreads, and totals over at BetMGM for Week 10. And I'll share a couple of early week bets I have already put into the account. First of all, Christian, how are you? Great to have you back. Yeah, hey, great, yeah. And I uh, hopefully have some good news for the public this week, too. So, Oh, well, it's been a couple of um, beatdowns by the book to the public over the past couple of weeks. Overall, I think the public's had one winning week. Are you hinting that the public got their second winning week this week? They sure did this one. This one was definitely a public winning week. Wow. All right. So let's start with the good news. Uh, what were some of the biggest public wins in week number nine? Yeah, so it started out bad for the book on that 9 a.m. matchup. Uh, we were fortunate to not get as many points as people thought, so that helped. But uh, we were definitely uh, lopsided on the Chiefs. So Chiefs winning wasn't good for us. We started off bad, but then it uh, just never never got much better. Uh, the Browns winning was bad for us. Ravens crushing them was bad. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders beating the Giants, not good for us. And then the Eagles, uh, as well. And then even into Sunday night, uh, we were rooting for the bills and couldn't get that one either. So last night was 50, 50. We were okay there. That one didn't kill us, but, but yeah, we, we really didn't hit on a bunch of them this week. Ring the bell for the public. The public (laughs) had a big week here. So here, here's the, uh, here's the question I have for you on that, on that chiefs dolphins game. If I'm not mistaken, some late money came in on the Dolphins to make you guys move the line a little bit more towards Miami before kickoff. So it sounds like to me, the sharp professional money was very much on Miami for that game, but you had a lot more public tickets on Kansas City. Yeah, we ended up taking a $400,000 bet on Kansas City minus one and a half, like a little bit closer to game time too. So, wow. so that one didn't help. Uh, but even even without even if I took that one out, uh, we were still public side on the chiefs there so yeah like your your assessment is correct there it was the the sharps that like miami uh that moved it down uh closer to the game time nevertheless the way that game played out chiefs get out to a big 21 nothing lead but part of it was from a fluky turnover where i thought forward progress was stopped they ruled it a fumble got returned for a touchdown um and then they hold on for dear life like they've done a lot of weeks this year so I still have questions about the Chiefs offense, despite Patrick Mahomes being the quarterback. It seems like they're still kind of, it seems like the margin for error is a lot smaller for this offense than it's been in recent years. So my question to you is, do you still have the Chiefs as your number one team in your personal power ratings? Um, And if so, am I correct in assuming that the margin to the other teams is a lot smaller than it has been in past years? Yeah, it's going to be hard to not give Mahomes the benefit of the doubt with two Super Bowls and the reigning Super Bowl champion. They're still seven and two, whatever they are. Uh, you know, they still find ways to win. There's definitely question marks. I won't be surprised if they get beat and don't end up making it to the Super Bowl. But in the same vein, I won't be surprised if they end up back in the Super Bowl again too. So um, there's definitely some issues, things they got to clean up, but they're still definitely the number one team. But at this point, you're still going to have them favored over everybody else on a neutral field. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that game is probably going to be the closest you'll have outside of maybe the Bengals. Um, 
for and yeah, Chiefs were a slight favorite there. I think it would probably lean the same way for most teams in the AFC at least. That's interesting that you mentioned the Bengals, but I want to save that until we get to them and their game in week 10 here. That's very interesting to me that you mentioned Cincinnati given how much of a roller coaster they've been on, but let's uh let's also talk about some of the public losses in week number 9. Where did they uh where did they take a licking in week 9? Yeah, there wasn't many, but uh, Chicago covering late helped us. Um, we were actually taking a little bit of Panther money, which was uh, rare. So hmm. that one helped. Outside of that, there really wasn't much more. Uh, Green Bay was okay. There was a couple that were okay. A lot of these, uh, a lot of these games this week were uh, tight spreads, so you know under three, under three, yeah. um, which tends to give us a little bit of two way action. So we we're okay on a lot of these outcomes, but it was a few of the important outcomes that we didn't get, which kind of swung things. So like that early game was kind of a primetime game, or at least we ended up getting primetime money. The big game of the week was Eagles Cowboys. That one, you know, didn't go our way. And then the Sunday night primetime didn't go our way either. And then last night being a, a mostly 50, 50 game, there wasn't, wasn't enough for us to claw back. We talked about on the Megapod not wanting to lay the points with the Saints because they're just so inconsistent. And, you know, despite the fact that they're facing Tyson Bajan in this game and, Sure enough, the Saints could have a plus five turnover differential in the game and still only win by seven. Like, it's just incredible. <laughs> I But I tweeted like three times late in that fourth quarter, like, oh, the survivor people who pick the Saints are going to are going to move on. They're going to survive this. And then they go three and out and give the Bears another possession. And then they have a chance to tie the game. It's just like, and then they miss a field goal. And then the Bears get another chance to tie the game. It's just like, oh my goodness. They just, they couldn't wrap it up until the very end. It was just a brutal watch. Even if in a, in a winning game as a Saints fan, you had to walk away and be like, oh my God, this is just like, there's no hope for the future for the rest of the season, even if they do make the playoffs. They're so, probably going to win the division. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the NFC South, I suppose. Okay, Christian, let's transition here to week number 10 and take a look at the early week uh, spreads and totals over at BetMGM. And speaking of those Chicago Bears, an absolute thriller on Amazon Prime. Cannot wait for the Al Michaels one-liners in this one, <laughs> hosting the Panthers. Yeah, we have four primetime games this week and four pretty bad primetime games, starting here with Panthers-Bears. Bears are three-and-a-half-point home favorites here with a 40-point total. I have no comment on this game, to be honest. I'll give you one. I'll give everybody one comment on this game. If for whatever reason Justin Fields is not back this week, and I can still race over to your lovely BetMGM app, Christian, and get plus three-and-a-half on the Panthers at that point – then I would be in. But I'm guessing you guys are going to be finger on the trigger to move that line real quick if if it is Bajan again. I'm assuming this line is more hedged towards Justin Fields. Yeah, this this line is assuming it's Fields, and it'll come back through the three if Fields doesn't end up playing. So, yeah, if, if he doesn't go, the three and a half will be your number. There you go. All right, so another Germany game as well on Sunday morning here, 9.30 a.m. kickoff over in Frankfurt. Not quite as good as Chiefs-Dolphins, but at least we get another morning kickoff here. The Colts hosting the New England Patriots. Again, likely dome environment here with the retractable roof, so uh, we'll have perfect conditions whether the roof is opened or not. Uh, if it's rained, obviously, they will close it. So uh, where, are we, where are we sitting here for Colts and Patriots? Yeah, neutral site, but Patriots are one-and-a-half-point dogs here with a 43-and-a-half-point total. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> 
I this is the correct line. Don't get me wrong. Like with the way the teams have been rated this year, it makes sense to me. It's just at this point in the season, I'm starting to try to see teams that maybe just not having any more hope. They're just moving in the wrong direction. And another team like the Colts with a first year head coach, despite having uh, the backup quarterback in there, it still seems like they're playing really hard. And they got the owner doing dance moves to Meek Mill in the locker room after the game. Like it seems like these guys are still very much up for trying to win uh, moving forward here, despite the fact that they lost Anthony Richardson. And I don't, I mean, the Patriots are just a complete, uh, a complete nightmare right now. So I, I don't know if I'm going to have a bet on this game, but it would be Colts or pass for me. And it seems like uh, your computer agrees with every single one of those points I just made Christian. So <laughs> I love it. All right, let's move ahead here to the one o'clock Eastern window um, for week number 10. Yeah. Uh, Bengals, Texans, Bengals are seven point home favorites of the 46 point total Saints Vikings. Saints are two and a half point road favorites here with a 41 point total. Packers Steelers. Steelers are three point home favorites with a 37 and a half point total. Titans Bucks. Bucks are one and a half point home favorites with a 38 point total. 49ers Jaguars. 49ers are three point road favorites with a 45 point total. And then the last of the one o'clocks here is Browns Ravens, where Ravens are six point home favorites with 38 and a half point total. Okay, let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you mentioned earlier that they would be one of the teams closest to the Chiefs on a neutral field at this point. I assume that you guys have just, as a book, and perhaps also in your personal opinion, completely gone back to the preseason expectation, the preseason rating of this Bengals team. Yeah, I mean, they, they're they rolling now. They did the same thing last year where they started out slow, and they're back now. Um, I think that Bill's... Bengals game kind of should be able to show you enough that that Burrow's back to to where he was. Um, we still have them for the book wise. We still have them behind the Ravens, but a lot of that plays into the number one seed factor, where the Bengals are going to be less likely to get that number one seed. The Ravens might have a chance at it if the Chiefs kind of fall off a bit. Um, but if we were doing a Germany game uh, in the AFC wise, Chiefs Bengals would be yeah the closest we'd have them rated. I. I can't say I disagree with you. I will say the one concern I still have is this Bengals defense. I don't think they're quite uh, as sharp as they were a season ago. I think they're relying heavily on some turnovers, which week to week is not predictive, as we know. Um, and they're still giving up a lot of yardage here. What happens in that Bills game if Dalton Kincaid doesn't fumble the ball in the second half? Maybe it's um, you know a little closer and the Bills come all the way back. Um they also gave up more than eight yards per play to the San Francisco 49ers. So when you get in a situation like this week where we get to the key number of seven, I'm, I'm probably not pulling the trigger here on the Texans, despite how good CJ Stroud looked a week ago. Um, you know, final decision will come on our megapod on Friday, but with the concerns I have with their defense, if we're going to start getting some spreads where the Bengals are favored by a touchdown or more, I'm going to be looking hard at the other side in those situations, despite how much respect I have and share your opinion about them potentially being a Super Bowl team this year. It's just, you know, style make fights. And I think they're just one of those teams that's going to score a lot of points, but also potentially give up a lot of points and yardage as well if they don't force any turnovers. Let's transition here to the late window on Sunday, Christian, four o'clock Eastern time kickoffs. Yeah, Falcons at the Cardinals. 
Uh, Falcons are one and a half point road favorites with a 42 and a half point total. Lions Chargers. Lions are one and a half point road favorites with a 49 point total. Giants Cowboys. Cowboys are 16 and a half point favorites with a 38 and a half point total. And then last in the four o'clock window, we have Commanders Seahawks, where Seahawks are six and a half point favorites and a 45 and a half point total. If Kyler Murray plays for Arizona at home against the Atlanta Falcons, how do you predict this line moving? Or do you think it stays where it's at? It's mostly factored in that Kyler's playing. Uh, it might swing to them being slight favorites. Um, but Just depending yeah. on how much interest you get from betters on Arizona? Yeah, yeah. But first game back, um, you know, kind of expected to have a little bit of rust uh, that that kind of plays a little bit of a factor there, um, and then kind of just kind of trying to get back in the swing of things. But yeah, this is mostly assuming he plays. That's good info. That's what I wanted to know if you've already baked it into the line, and and that's that's good to know. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, the other early week bet I have made is the Detroit Lions on the road against the Los Angeles Chargers. I actually bet this on the look ahead where it was mostly a pick 'em. I think under two here is still fine. For Detroit, love the spot. Detroit coming off of a bye week. Chargers on a short week coming back from a road game after playing on Monday night. The concerns that you typically might have with Jared Goff playing on the road, I think, are mitigated in a stadium that doesn't really have a home field advantage. And also, it's basically a dome. So he's going to basically have the friendly confines that he gets when he plays in Detroit as well. And... You know, if you listen to the Megapod last week, you heard me say that Justin Herbert is not a top 10 quarterback by advanced metrics this year. He's actually just slightly above average. And I think that this Chargers defense, despite how Zach Wilson looked on Monday night, is still one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And I think the Lions are much more built to take advantage of that in this game. So um, Lions at close to a pick was an easy bet for me this week. And I locked it in. And I'd be fine still laying one and a half here on the Lions in week number 10. Sunday night and Monday night football, Christian, what are we looking at? Yeah, well, if you like last night's game, you get another one here. Jets at Raiders. Jets oh, are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home with a 36-point total. And then Monday night, Broncos at Bills, where Bills are seven-and-a-half-point favorites and a 47-point total. I, I haven't looked at any reports from the postgame on Monday night. You tell me if you've heard different, but um, I'm – actually wondering if Zach Wilson's actually going to be the starting quarterback this week for the Jets. After what we saw last night with a very gettable defense and what he put out there in a, in a big game, I mean, that's potentially a tiebreaker scenario if at the end of the season with the Chargers for a wild card spot. Uh, I don't know how you can move forward with Zach Wilson at this point and combine that with what he did against the Giants, another gettable defense. And now Max Crosby coming in here against Las Vegas. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they elevate Trevor Simeon from the practice squad to make him the starting quarterback. Uh, I know you don't probably have it in front of you, but just off the top of your head, if you had to make an educated guess, would you move the line? Is is Trevor Simeon a downgrade from Zach Wilson, or is it actually you know neutral or an upgrade? Like, how would you view that if that quarterback change happens? It's probably it's probably a bit neutral, maybe just a slight edge to Simeon, but it's a lot of this is more of the offensive line issues and yeah. and just kind of assuming that Trevor Simeon isn't going to come in here and just blow blow things out of the water. Uh, you know, he really probably would just be a slight upgrade, and I think more of the a lot of I mean Zach Wilson obviously is 
hasn't looked good, but uh, the problem really lies on that offensive line, which isn't going to get magically better by putting Trevor Simeon back there. Yeah, it's a great point. And they're not getting healthier this week. They they lost a lot of guys. So um, Max Crosby's got to be just licking his chops for this one. That dude is an animal, man. I mean, it's a shame. <laughs> he doesn't get as much attention as the, the Watts and the Garretts and the Parsons of the world, but man, he's amazing. He is absolutely amazing. He's a problem for offensive lines. Um, last question for you here with this Buffalo Bills game being seven and a half point favorites against, against the Broncos. What's your opinion of the Bills at this point? I mean, coming into the season, they were basically a top three team. I think if you look at our, our power rankings for this week at the lines.com, where we try to rank each team as who would be favored over a neutral for that particular week, our staff is pretty much aligned. This is not a top five team in the NFL at this point, despite having Josh Allen. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, right now they are just a slight favorite to make the playoffs, uh, minus 115 to make the playoffs. So, wow. I mean, it's the way they've been playing. The defense has been bad. Uh, they play a lot of hero ball, which can get them in trouble, especially when the defense isn't playing as well. Uh, I I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs still just because yeah. they are explosive and they can, you know, they can compete with the best of them, you know, really any week. But the way that they're currently playing – I mean, making the playoffs now is is about 50-50, a little bit uh, more in their favor. So it'd be hard to put them in with that top category, uh, considering the the fact that they're going to have an uphill battle the rest of the way here. Man, I hadn't checked their playoff odds. I, I thought we were moving towards that point, but here we are. We've, we've made it where it's basically a coin flip. And, you know, you you talked about their play. That makes sense to me. As we sit here right now, looking at the playoff picture heading into Week 10, they are the eight seed on the outside looking in. They are five and four. They are behind the Bengals, who are at five and three. Uh, the the Browns are at five and three. The Steelers are at five and three uh, for those three wild card spots. And obviously, they're still chasing the Dolphins. They are still one game behind the Dolphins with a game to go against Miami. If they beat Miami again, obviously, they would have the head to head tiebreaker after blowing them out earlier this year. The, the the tough spot here is the schedule as well. They get Denver and New York the next couple of weeks, a couple of winnable games where they should be more than touchdown favorites in both of those. And then it gets interesting. At Philadelphia week 12, a bye week. At Kansas City in week 14, home against the Cowboys in week 15. At the Chargers, who we know always play them tough, it seems. Uh, that is week 16. They get a break against New England week 17, and then potentially... The way this is shaping up, a huge maybe winner gets the division, loser either goes home or has a wild card, week 18 at Miami. So circle that. That might be your uh, flexed in Sunday night football game week 18 for the Bills and the Dolphins. And just fascinating that we've gone from one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl to now 50-50 coin flip on whether they will make the playoffs. And oh, by the way, Buffalo fans, if you haven't looked yet, don't go look at your salary cap situation for next year. I mean, the window might be closed after this year. It's a it's a brutal salary cap situation for the Bills following 2023. Well, on that delightful note, Christian, we'll wrap up the show. And, <laughs> and, and thank you as well for all the fantastic insight from behind the scenes there at the Sportsbook at BetMGM. For the rest of you, if you enjoyed the content, all we ask is that you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, let us know in the comments what you think about some of these team ratings, who you're betting in week number 10. If you're listening on the on the podcast feed, a five-star review really goes a long way to help bring this content to even more people. 
uh, if you enjoyed it as well. We thank you for taking a moment to help us out on that end and wish you the best of luck with your bets in week number 10.